Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back to the show. It's Christine Jewell. And you guys, today we are going to be diving into some of the strategic and tactical tools, things that, that I practice and that I coach my clients on when it comes to being a kingdom-minded, a kingdom-minded leader, also a high performer that really wants to optimize your health, your day, and really be operating from a state of flow over pressure, right? Where we're actually working on the right things. We've got our head up and we're looking at the right things without getting totally off course and totally distracted. It's an ongoing conversation. You know, how do I maintain more clarity in this season. There's so much noise. There's so much chaos around us. How do I know what to focus on? What are the core things to really put my attention on right now? What are the needle movers, right? <clears throat> and then how do I structure my time? That is a huge question. The, the, be, the, the poor question, right? I always say, be careful of the quality of the questions that we're asking. Cause if we ask a poor quality question, we'll get a poor quality answer. So we want to raise the level of consciousness that we're asking questions. One of the things I saw this morning in my journal here was I'd highlighted, circled it was, you know, if you want kingdom solutions, ask kingdom level questions. If you want survival solutions, ask survival based questions. <laughs> and it's funny because how much of the time are we defaulting, following, following, following <laughs> to the lowest common denominator of survival mode, reactive mode, and we're trying to solve for putting out another fire. So we got to raise the bar on the questions we're asking, what we're focusing on and the level of consciousness that we're in when we are asking that question is our gaze on the worldly problem, on the thing at hand that's on fire, or do we have a higher perspective of the situations? We ask completely different questions when we take ourselves out of the minutiae. So a little deviation, but one of the questions I get a lot is, how do I get more time in the day? Again, you know, or I don't have enough time. How do I get more time? Some version of that. Or how do I manage my time? And really a better question is like, there is an appointed time. There is the right time for the right things always. So how, let's get more clear on what is the right, what are we in the season for right now? What is the right thing right now based on the vision, based on the mission at hand, based on what I've already been told, right? To focus on what is the right thing. Let me get back into integrity, back into alignment. So you got to Instead of asking, how do I get more time? How do I get more money? How do I get more clients? How do I get him or her to do what I want them to do? We have to shift into what is the vision that we have, right? And if I was already in that space, living that vision, what are the strategic questions I would be asking myself from that 
place, right? Of already having that, that level of relationship, that vision unfolding, already being in that experience. I'm solving for different things. I'm usually creating. So, uh, all that to say the quality of the questions we ask ourselves is so, so key. This is not what I'm talking about. I got a little bit on a tangent, but it's such an important thing because that is a very tactical thing that we do all day long. We're asking ourselves questions. And a lot of the time I'm going to be the first one to raise my hand. I'm asking really dumb questions, right? And I have to keep reframing and challenging my my ability to ask better questions is definitely something that is always in training. I have a little bit of an up on this because I coach for a living. So I am in the practice. I am training every day. How do I ask a better question? What's a better question to ask? Let me ask an even better question. What's an even better question than that? And that's how I challenge my clients. And that's how I'm going to challenge you as well. So let's take a sidestep for a minute before I jump into the things that came through for me, the strategies and tactics I want to share and just some real life, you know, stories. I want to share my journey over the last six, seven months, some things that I've been struggling with and what I keep coming back to that kind of keep me on course. I want to let you guys know about an upcoming live masterclass that I'll be hosting on, you know, the kingdom way to thriving in chaotic times. Specifically, this masterclass is called prosper. It is for kingdom minded leaders. And you know that you are being called to multiply in a time when there is so much chaos. There's so much confusion. It feels like a lot of the world is contracting because it is economically, culturally, there are massive collapses. You might be looking out into the world going, what on earth, what on earth is going on, right? It is a show out there and there's so much resistance, uh, in, you know, against so many of our values and the things that we stand for. And it can be really challenging right now in these times to go, how do I lead? How do I lead at home? My children, when, you know, there's so much programming in the schools and there's so much impression through social media and outside influences. How do I navigate and lead my teams when, you know, there's a world of anxiety and distraction, like constant distraction, right? We are always getting dopamine hits. How do we keep our people like centered and grounded and focused on the things? So how do we navigate the times, the season, the environments that we're in? And I do believe that if you're listening to this, perhaps you're at a crossroads, even in your own business, in your own life, where you feel like you know that what got you here is not going to get you through the next season. In fact, it might be like roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. The very things that got you here, the, your success principles, your operating systems inside of your business, the way that you ran your household, maybe it's not working anymore. For a lot of us, it's not working. And I see a grand restructuring happening. I see a grand restructuring happening collectively. I see it happening inside of organizations. I see it happening inside of homes where the old is literally collapsing, totally falling apart. Families falling apart. Businesses falling apart. Cultures and communities falling apart. And I do believe that God is calling, calling his sons and daughters, leaders to rise in times such as this, that will really be courageous, that will really reestablish values and integrity and lead from principles that are grounded, right? Instead of being reactive and fearful to what's going on in our environment. So I'm really passionate about having this conversation. I'm going to be 
hosting an entire live masterclass on the five characteristics. I'm going to be unpacking the five characteristics of leaders who multiply and prosper in chaotic times. I want to say this to multiply and prosper was our first mandate, right? As husband, as wife, as leaders, it was to come together, multiply what God gave us and prosper. And I believe that prosper means to prosper in all areas of life, not one thing at the sacrifice of everything else. And that's where a lot of the world systems have got us just entangled in a mess where we think we have to sacrifice our marriages, sacrifice our health, sacrifice our kids or whatever to get ahead. But, and then if we want to focus on our families, it's going to cost us our business and it's going to cost something else. And we're always feeling in this tug of war being ripped between one world and the other. So I'm speaking specifically to those of you who really feel like you are in the tension right now between these two worlds, these two seasons, you know that you're being called to move in a new direction, a new way, but all you know is all you ever know, right? All you ever know is all you've ever done. And it's time, it's time to like completely <laughs> restructure. And I, so join me. The link is below. I'm starting by sharing that first because this is going to be a powerhouse training. It's the first time I'm hosting this masterclass and I've been speaking a lot about prosperity principles, not just prosperity, you know, messages like, but really how do we live lives of overflow where we have more than enough, the resources that we need, the love that we need, the connection inside of our marriages, the vibrant health, like truly we are living from a place of receiving and living lives of overflow, that people start to look at you and go, what are you doing? Like, what is it about you? And I believe that we want to be more of those leaders. And so if you're feeling like you've been living in a dry well in a desert land, or maybe you know that you're ready to shift something within you is, is feeling the call, the pull to step into the next level of leadership, you need to be on this training. And uh, the link is below. You guys can click on the link, register for that, and definitely share it with another colleague or anyone in your circle, a man or woman in leadership that really wants to build thriving relationships. You guys, relationships are the new currency of wealth. Like right, relationships are the currency. And uh, we have got to get our relationships right, our marriages right, our family relationships right, our relationships with ourselves. So I'll be talking a lot about the relational piece, of course. Uh, click on the link below. I hope to see you there. We're doing it live September 19th. If you're listening to this afterwards, there will be a, a replay link at some point available to watch us on demand. But always when you drop into the live trainings, they're always fire because you know, I'm so tuned into who's there. We're offering some cool stuff ahead of time to really prepare the registrants for this workshop. So there'll be some tools, resources ahead of time to prep you and then post event as well. So click on the link, get registered for that. It's going to be amazing. All right, let's pivot. Um, so here's the deal. I, I'm a big journaler. So when we think about the characteristics of leaders who multiply and prosper, this is not rocket science. This is not new. One of the things that they do consistently is they write. <laughs> they write things down. They journal, they visualize, they journal gratitude, they journal, you know, visualizations daily, they review their goals. I want to talk about some of these things, but they're writers. In fact, most of the geniuses and, and inventors, they all kept journals, right? Journaling is a powerful way to, to build neuroplasticity. It is a powerful way to see our progress, to process information, to have revelation come through. I cannot, I don't know if you guys can see 
no, you can't see. It's on the bottom shelf of my bookshelf. Those of you that are watching me on YouTube, I have about 20 journals stacked down there. And I always keep the same kind of journal because I love these deconstructed journals because I'm left-handed and I need it to fold flat, you know? Um, but so here I am today and I'm at the end. I'm at the end of this journal, this season, this chapter. And I always get so excited when I'm on the last page of a journal and, and I know I'm about to start a new one. And what I do is actually I sit down and I have some time where I go back through instead of journaling. And I have a couple different journaling modalities that I do, a couple different journaling practices, really depending on the day, where I'm at, what's going on. But as I start to move towards the end of the journal, what I like to do is go back from the beginning and just read, read through the pages. I'm looking for the common threads. I'm looking for the common themes. I'm looking to see where I was. What was my mindset? What was my, you know, what was I fixated on? What was I worried about? What was I dreaming about in the beginning? How am I doing? Where am I at today? You know, even our identity evolves so much. By the way, I'll be talking about identity a lot in that masterclass because our identity is so core. It is so essential. We are always moving from who we think we are. Um, and our identity evolves. And so I was looking back over, you know, January, February, I think I started this one mid to late January and I took some time off. I, I shifted, but, and I came back and I want to share some things that were consistent. Number one, and this is a strategic and a tactical thing is every day, you know, I take the first couple minutes of my day. I have my morning routine is about an hour, but I really take the time to connect. I connect to my own heart. I connect to the, the Holy Spirit, to the, the voice of God. I sit up here. I have a beautiful office. It's quiet. And I just really spend a few moments to connect and ask for wisdom and ask for guidance and really just listen. Um, what is God speaking into my heart? What is he impressing upon me? What is he calling me? to work on. And if I have questions about the things or I need more clarification, again, this is a lot of the work that I do is helping people hear more clearly, you know, the voice of the spirit and how to discern if it's you or really God speaking to us. But, you know, the one thing that is consistent is from the beginning of this journal to the end, it was always the same four or five things on repeat that he was telling me to focus on, that he was telling me to get in order, that he was telling me to prepare for always. I would ask questions about, you know, marketing questions or parenting questions or different things. And at the core, it always came down to these four things or five things. And it's awesome. What I love about that is that when we ask, you know, ask and he will answer. Really, he gives wisdom to those who seek it, who ask for it, right? I'm going to pull up that verse because um, it, it is like, it is so true that when we ask for wisdom, for direction, he gives it. If we're quiet, it's James 1, 5. If any of you lacks in wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you, meaning he will give it to you without conditions and, you know, reproach or anything like that. And I think that sometimes we are unsure of like what to ask for, but man, asking for wisdom is such a, a powerful thing because when you have wisdom, you can see. And so 
one of the things that I kept hearing, I'm just going to share those things with you guys. You know, the, the four consistent things for me was number one, the book, complete the manuscript, get this book done. This book is your assignment in this season. The book is your main body of work in this season. I was asking about other things, you know, other projects, should I start this and that? And I would, my marketing brain would get going and my creative mind would get going because I could see things in the future that are the right thing, but the wrong time. So you see my mind wanted to go ahead and start to build the blueprints out for those things and, and get excited about those and talk about them. But it's like, you stop. It is not the time yet. You can capture those ideas. I'm even giving you some ideas. I'm even planting some seeds, but I need you to keep the main thing, the main thing. So it's always complete the book, complete the manuscript. And it has taken me <laughs> a sweet time, but it is done. It is done. It is in edits and we're going to work on the launch date to get it out. It's exciting. And the big lifting, the big creative lifting is done. So it's exciting, but it was always that. And I, I had a full coaching roster, you know, we had lots of stuff with the kids, other things like the business was fully <laughs> still going. And, um, so that was the first thing get that, get that in place. The second thing, you know, that was consistent was to remove, I'm going to just write up with you guys. You know, we had some personal debts that had felt really heavy to me. And, uh, it's interesting because there's a lot of mixed bag thinking on debt. And I was for many years like, Oh, debt is fine. You know, as long as you're using it to build stuff. And, but when you, we had a business. I had a business for 10 years that had to shut. It got shut down during COVID bricks and mortar facility. We had built out a, a, you know, commercial property, spent a lot of money on construction, poured a lot of money into building this thing out. And then we were shut down for like 10 or 11 months without being able to operate. So it was really tough. And, and anyways, through that course of time of COVID, COVID, there was some debts that got accumulated and it just started to feel really heavy. And I don't know if it's, sometimes it can, feel, it can be debt. It can also be something else that just needs to be done, needs to be handled. But we keep kind of like putting it off or negotiating or, or handling it in small pieces. And it really was starting to feel like a mountain for me for a while. And I was working towards paying this, this debt off. And the one thing I kept hearing clearly is just get rid of it, clean it up as fast as possible, move it, just move the debt and do not take on any more debt that is not cash flowing or an investment that is not making more an interest or creating an, um, an asset for us. And so the, you know, clearing up this heaviness. And I want to say this because there's a lot of us that really, we want to create, we want to build something new in our business. We want to build something new in our relationship, but we have this like heavy weight of something that has been left undone that we know that we know that if we could just move that, it would open up so much bandwidth, so much mental bandwidth, so much emotional bandwidth, so much creative bandwidth. Cause we just don't have that open loop in the background. It can literally be uh, something that needs to be done around the house. It could be something that needs to be handled at work, some conversation that needs to be had. This is a big one. And whatever that thing is for you, I just, I ask God for wisdom on what gets to be cleaned up, what needs to be removed so that I can have even more creative energy, life force, lightness. You know, I can, I can funnel my energy towards that. So that was the second thing. The, the third thing was get your inner house in order, specifically systems, backend systems in our business, backend systems in our house, backend systems and structure, infrastructure, 
Because what I felt was that there's a big overflow coming even more than we've had. We've had so many blessings. I'm so grateful. But I can sense that I'm sort of on the cusp and I can feel this, that the floodgates are about to open, you know, and I have felt that for a while and I had been praying for a long time, like for, for a certain level of growth in the business or a certain level of growth with the podcast or different projects that I was working and the growth wasn't happening quote unquote fast enough for my ego's liking. Right. And I realized that oftentimes we are asking for, we're wanting a bigger platform, more growth, more of something, but we do not have the infrastructure in place to support the thing we're asking for. Maybe that is a huge business deal. Maybe that is just more money. Maybe that is more clients. Maybe that is an amazing relationship, but we haven't got the infrastructure in order that actually will support it. And what I mean by that, when he says, get your house in order, like there are systems that I needed to put in place right? Just financial systems, systems around our house, like how we manage ourselves, the kids, chores, so that we can again, free up bandwidth and everything that came into our life has a place to go. There's a system to support it. It frees up our bandwidth and everything has a place to go. A simple example of this from a financial perspective was opening up multiple accounts, each one dedicated to something very specific, right? So if you guys haven't read the book, Profit First, I, it's on my bookshelf in the back there, but it's something, uh, it's got some great systems in there for creating rivers or flows for your money to flow. And one of the things he talks about is having, you know, five or six bank accounts that all have very specific functions so that when money comes in, it's already knows where it's going and what's happening with it. So this is a very practical, tactical example. Um, And it was something that I did years ago because that is how I bought my first commercial property. It's how, you know, I quickly got savings together and investment money together. And then I had gotten away from it. And now we, my husband and I both were called to like the next level of tithing and investing and everything. And, um, we're like, man, we need to, we need to get that infrastructure, right? We need to make sure that every time something comes into our life, whether it's money or people or leads or whatever, it has a place to go. Order. God is a God of order. And so number one, complete the first assignment I gave you. Complete the first project I gave you, right? What is the project at hand? What is the one thing that I've already asked you to do, given you to do, trusted you to do, you know, to execute on? And maybe you are sensing that there's that thing in your life that maybe he's calling you to do or a project to start on or something that you've been hesitating. You've been dragging your feet on. You're kind of doing it, but you're dabbling. Secondly, remove the heavy stuff. Get that heavy stuff out of the way in terms of what is the things that's really weighing you down? Do you have unfinished business that's been dragging on? Do you have debt that has been hanging over your hat? Do you have weighty conversations that need to be had that you haven't had? Do you have to clear up the heaviness? Our burden is light, okay? Our yoke is supposed to be easy. Our burden is supposed to be light. And we burden ourselves by dragging things out, by hesitating, by being afraid to maybe pay off debts or clear things up or invest in things because we don't want to let go of our money or whatever it is. And so this was something. And then do we have the infrastructure in place for the thing that we want? So I want you to think about what is the dream right now? What is the vision you have for your future? What is the vision that God has given you? What is the vision that's been on your heart? 
is your life right now, does, is the infrastructure in place that if that thing came into your life tomorrow, right, that level of growth, that many clients, whatever, could you handle it? We hear this all the time that when people win the lottery, they're bankrupt within 48 uh, 48 months because they don't have the infrastructure in place. They don't have the character <laughs> in place to know how to manage the money, how to steward the money. They don't have the financial systems in place. They don't have the counsel in place, right? They don't have the skill set, the knowledge. So what things do you need to get in place so that it, when that thing comes into your life, it's easy, it's natural, it's effortless, it flows. And that is the consistent message I kept seeing in my journal is get the infrastructure in place, build the rivers for everything to flow. A lot of us don't want to build the river beds. We don't want to build the river structures until the, the, the stuff's already flowing in. By then we have major spell out. It's like, oh my gosh, things are leaking all over the place. There's no containers for things to go in. And so if you're praying for an inflow, an inflow, or you are building for an inflow and you're like, okay, guys, we're going for growth. We're going for awesomeness. We're going for whatever, increased profits, increased clients. Like we're going to have an amazing experience this year. Are you set up for that? Or are you just winging it? So this is one of the things that I was really convicted of is get your infrastructure in place. Begin to build your teams, which we've been working on that. By the way, we're hiring again. So um, <laughs> if you're, we're looking for a couple people to help with some social management and, and uh, project management. But we're really focused on building the right team around us, getting the right support in place as part of the infrastructure. And lastly you know, is, is really in, in the business was starting to build more of the, the branding stuff on the back end and the professional videos for the courses and stuff like that. So I wanted to say that because as I looked back that today, the practical tactical things are every day. Number one, getting in connection with God, writing stuff down, just some automatic writing, some listening prayer, some, you know, reflection on the vision, consistency. Number two is consistency. It's like every day, every day I get up, I get this journal out. If you look down in that corner, I've got 20 something journals. It's consistency. It's something that I do consistently and it feels repetitive sometimes, right? You're just like, I'm literally writing the same thing every day. What is going on? But we are priming our brain. We are making it a reality. We are reconnecting with our progress. So what we do consistently, we become our habits. Our habits make us. So if I have a habit of connecting with clarity, with God, with the vision of checking in, how am I doing with that? That's going to create my outcomes. A lot of us set goals and then we forget them. We journal, but we kind of dabble in and out. We kind of get a vision, but then we keep addressing everything in our past. And we're in this, like we're straddling all the time, <laughs> the new way and the old way. And we have to go all in. So number one, connection, number two, consistency. Number three is realignment. And I think that's what that, what I mean by realignment is that I'm checking how am I doing on that path? And I notice, am I getting distracted? Which I did often throughout this book. I noticed that as I was journaling, I would go off on a little bit of a tangent. I would try to work on something else. And then zoop, it would be like, what are the core four? What are the core five right now? It always was the same things. It was like, he was always like, I already told you. I already gave you the, I already gave you the roadmap for right now. How am I doing? How am I progressing on the book? How am I progressing on building the team? How am I progressing on creating the infrastructure? How am I progressing? Right. And I'm just 
just realigning a little bit every day, every month, every week, whatever. This reflection piece is huge. The realignment and reflection go together. I, I have it separated out, but do you have a practice of checking in, right? How am I doing? Without beating yourself up, but noticing, am I still keeping my focus on the main things or am I getting distracted? Am I getting off course? And that reflection piece also is really to be grateful for just how far you've come. Because I'm going to raise my hand. I'm just like you guys out there. I spend a lot of time catching myself going, oh, I haven't done anything. I'm so far behind. Like, right. And I, I kind of drop out of that state of flow and I get tapped into the state of pressure. That's the world we live in. And I have to whoop, pull myself back and go, wait a second. Let me just see how far I've come. And as I looked in that journal today, I'm like, oh, boom. Yeah. You know, like all that debt was paid off since I started here. We've paid off like a, over 160 K in, in some of those heavy things that were just like, they needed to be cleared off. And you know, the money was there, but there was a part of me that was holding on, <laughs> right? Cause I didn't want to pay it off. It's like, I wanted the, the money in my account. And, uh, so I was holding on to this money. So there was a little bit of fear there. And also there was just this, this grudgingness and resentment around these past debts. And I was like, I need to clear number one, the resentment. I need to clear the weight of that debt. And also I will not make decisions from fear. So I'm going to release this money. I'm going to open up the bandwidth and I'm going to channel my creative energy right now for the next thing. So freeing. So in my reflection, I have immense gratitude for a being able to like, boom, boom, boom. It always got taken care of when I trusted, when I moved in faith, when I released without being stingy or holding on to it, just really trusting that, you know what? God will provide the next thing. And as I even looked at the rivers, like, boom, we've got the rivers in place. Now we've got some infrastructure in place. We've, we've got some really great council that helping us, um, with our financial infrastructure. And I've been talking a lot about wealth because I think that we are really in a place where we have a responsibility to steward wealth, to be multipliers. Again, circling back to what I was starting with the, with the workshop I'm running, we are in a place where we do need to create, we're called to create more than just enough for our own needs, more than just enough for our own family to get by. That's a survivalist. That's like, look, as long as I'm taken care of, that's cool, everyone else. But we can't really affect a change in our communities, in our families, in our environments, if we're only looking out for our own backs. I believe that we have a greater responsibility to that. And uh, it's really been strong on my heart that I have a duty and a responsibility to really prosper, prosper in my business, prosper in my relationships, prosper in my health, being a multiplier. Because when I show up in that state, I'm able to give, there's so much more generosity and there's so much more that I can affect, you know, for my team members, for my family members, for my family members, friends, like anyone that comes around us, anyone in our community, anywhere where I'm called, I can move into the place of royal generosity. And I just believe that we are in a place where we have got to be stretching ourselves in this arena and that we are created to be wealthy, to be rich in depth of our life, not just financially, right? We're not chasing money. We are, we want to be a flow through. I want to be a flow through. So again, if you're interested in that masterclass, make sure you join clicking the link below. So as we wrap up, I just want to quickly close the loop on this these, these practices, these tactical things, you know, I started by sharing 
I'm a big journaler. Those of you who know me, who've coached with me, who've done any of my courses or listen, I'm a big fan of journaling. And this is one of the most powerful, simple, but powerful practices that I do. Whether you start with a gratitude practice, you journal your vision, you keep honing it, you keep clarifying it, you journal what's on your heart, you know, what, what your worries are. You give them to God. You ask God to show you clear next steps. This is where you really start to move the needle forward. Um, and we've got to get these excuses out of our heads. It's like, Oh, I'm not a journaler. I'm not a writer. I'm not a this it's, it, you know, it's not going to make a difference. We have all this resistance to simple things. It's amazing how much resistance we have to the simple things like breath work, grounding, journaling, uh, saying, I love you first. Like we have so many excuses and so many reasons why we can't do the simple stuff. And then we're pissed off when we don't get the momentum we want. And if you want to be a ninja <laughs> in any other area, you want to be a black belt, you got a master foundation. So these things are foundational for me. Connection, consistency of whatever the habit is that's working right now, realignments, right? Do you have a method for checking in with yourself to realigning? Where am I getting distracted? What are the top things distracting me? What's the main thing at hand? Let me get focused on that. Let me plan my day accordingly, right? Do I have a process of gratitude of looking back and seeing how far I've come and really being able to celebrate instead of always being focused on where I'm not? We spend so much time, my friends, living way in the future, way in the past. The only thing you can affect is right here, right now, under our nose today. And so if you bring all of you to today, that's where you will have the most amount of impact. You bring your creative energy to today. So I hope that that was helpful for you. I was pretty excited and I'm excited to start a new book, a new journal, because with every new journal is literally a new chapter. And that's another thing I love before I hop is that every time I start a new journal, I also know I'm beginning a new chapter that I'm turning the page and I get to write a new story. And it literally is that way. Each one of those journals on my bookshelves does represent a different chapter of my life. And it is so cool when you go back and you start to read the chapters of your life and you get to see the storylines and the through lines. And as I close out this, this last chapter, the one also consistent thing there was that I, that I would constantly ask, like, what do, what do I need to pray for? And what I needed to pray for was peace, peace in the midst of chaos, peace in the midst of not having understanding, peace in doing the courageous thing, like pay off all this debt and move this huge amount of money, peace in, in staying, you know, slow and focusing on writing the book when I felt like, oh, there's a million other things I need to do, just peace in the process. That was the theme of my last season. I think, I mean, I feel that very much so even right now in the times that we're in. We must learn to pray for the right things. And you know what you need. Sometimes we think we need something. We're praying for superficial things, surface level things. I need to pray for the peace, the peace and the calm, you know, to be able to trust the process, right? And some of you out there, maybe you need that same thing. So I wanted to leave that there with you. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If it was relevant to you, if it resonated, I'd love to hear from you, you know, head on over to Instagram at the Christine Jewel, send me a message. Let me know it's resonating. Make sure that you click on the link, register for the upcoming workshop. And if you have not done this yet, make sure you subscribe, follow, and 
write up a review. I love to hear what you guys think about the podcast, truly. And uh, it helps me. It helps other people. It helps other people get access to these messages. So make sure that you follow, you leave a review, and you click on the link below to register for the upcoming workshop, Prosper the Masterclass. See you next time. Here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.